lads, I've burnt my head. <laughs> what a great way to start the podcast. But you know, like my missus is doing all this skin stuff on me. What Mate, how many of... skin treatments are you having here? Like, what's this one? Burning lava on your face. Well, she said she basically gave me this cream and put it on, but like it's acid. And she didn't tell, like, there's only a certain amount of stuff that you men have put on. And I put it on a couple of days ago, and my face is in absolute bits. Like, does it look what red it? to you? Yeah, it no, it's like... a little too left of red. <coughs> you can say to your missus when she asks for that, and it's just no. I know, but yeah, I want to look younger, Tank. You know what I mean? It, I want to I look younger, you know, if it revitalizes the skin. Because, see, being a scouser and all that back in the day, Tank, I was a bit, bit fond of an old sunbed, wasn't I, Jim? Oh, no. we had it. We didn't mind the sunbed, us lad. Yeah, Fucking, you Actually, know what, yeah, lads, you were I just as bad as me. Say, is it? Been is. On a in my life. You've never been on a sunbed. Never been on a sunbed in my life. Here's a here's a story for the listeners, Jay. Uh, oh, Jay, Jamie. Obviously, we loved the sunbeds we did back in the day. And Which story uh, are you telling here? Just, just. Jamie's for those that have never seen Jamie without a top on, which is few and far between. He's got a mole on the back of his of his body <laughs> right and obviously he's nailing the sunbed so he's worried about it so he's like right what what do i do so you <laughs> he used to use a sock to cover the mole up while he's on the sunbed <laughs> to, pr- to protect him against his against the uv light yeah i just and i had like a white patch just a white patch where my sock had been yeah that was not uh not the best move in the world um lads how was your weekend tell me uh tell me what you're up to time to do much no mate it's just fucking football there and just a nice chilled weekend really um ruined by shit football watching liverpool Oh yeah, I don't. We're, do you know we're not actually going to talk about Liverpool today because they just they, they depress me. I think there's there's oh, many shame. more. They don't depress me. It's just a boring drab game, and actually there's nothing to talk about because it was genuinely one of the most boring games I've watched in a long time. So I'm not going to put the listeners through that. It was peak peak Roy Hodgson Liverpool. It was. It was just mid table dross. Um, so yeah, not not exciting at all. Um, Jim, what about you, mate? You've been kicking off on any touchlines? No, it was this fairly quiet actually. It was a good weekend. Where, uh, Archie played at Mansfield, and as I said, my mum and sister came to watch him for the first time ever. So that was uh, nice for them to come and see him. So did he get more nervous with him being there? He didn't have his best game, to be fair to them. Um, and the so they're doing that three v three thing again, which is awful, lads. I hate it, and I was losing my head. <clears throat> Again, yeah, not. I mean, not as in not to the coaches, just with with the kids. Well, with Arch, mate. Well, no, I mean, bit of both. you all right? Is everything all right there, Jim? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, and then, and then he went. He was playing that first, and he wasn't the greatest. And then my mum went to the toilet. Now my mum's quite slow. She she's not the most mobile of people. It took her ages. And he scored a mint goal while she was in the bog, and she never saw it on the oh, bigger pitch. No. So he did score a mint goal, a little Ghibli goal that she got to score. So did uh, did either of you watch the Tommy Fury fight? I wanted to, but I couldn't find anywhere. And I, I think I was asleep as well. Yeah, I tried to get I tried to get links last minute. I, what I will say, Tank, is I'm glad I never paid for it. It was like it was what you would expect it to be. To be fair, um, I'm actually glad that Tommy Fury won. To be fair, and it was comfortable. If you heard about the BT thing, the issue with the bad. No, go on. It went off the last round. Did it? You joke. lost thing in the last. Yeah, yeah. I've looked on Twitter just searching. I was pissing myself laughing. Went off oh, the last no. round. 
So the end of what was the how many rounds was it? Eight, three, eight. eight round, so eight the last round, yeah. just coming out for the last and final round, and bosh, it went off. And I've had this with BT before me personally because you know I I love the UFC, so we record it. Yeah. So I get up on a Sunday morning, fucking coffee, sit there, and you know you've got like the bar, like you know like the viewing bar when you fast forwarding it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if it goes over. It just goes, so you don't see the like the fucking uh, the, the head fight. Do you know what's funny? I, I have that exact same problem with Love Island. It's not quite the same, you know. What I mean? <laughs> genuinely, if we record Love Island, it gets to the end of the recoupling, and if it's on record, if it's skipped over past a certain time, it'll just turn off, and you're like, no. Off, yeah. <laughs> There's so that's, you watching. That's what's happened with the fight last night. People paid twenty good for it. Oh my god! Yeah, there's you watching the UFC, and then there's me fuming over Love Island. <laughs> Love Island. Absolutely, uh, lads. You're not going to be proud of me. Here. I wasn't going to tell this story, but I may as well. You know, played in our over thirty-five semi-final on uh, on Friday night. Let me guess, sent off. Yeah, but would you believe? <laughs> right, would you believe it actually wasn't my fault? Oh, it never is. Oh, it never is. Genuinely, never is. Honestly. No, but actually, I know I've said this in the past, but it genuinely wasn't my fault this time. Can I just ask you something? Did you get beat? Yeah, we got beat football. So, did, Jimmy, do you notice there's a pattern here, Jimmy? I, I do not. Beat, and he got sent off and there's no clips. We've had no clips. I, I do not believe you. I no. do not believe that it wasn't your fault. I swear to God, right? Someone said to me and you've reacted. So it's no, your I, fault. no, I haven't. And you... do you know what the most annoying thing is about it? The manager said to me, look, they, they, are, they were an annoying team, to be honest. I played against them before and they'd be like, look, they'll be able to wind you up. Just keep your head. And I, I've been trying to keep my head all season and I've been actually doing well at it. And I tried and I was actually flying, like no issues. They, I'd been punched in the back of the head. I'd been stamped up. Like they were trying everything and I just laughed and whatever. And it was... Oh, we we battered them anyway. They scored two spawny goals. We were two one down. It was ten minutes to go, and we were all over them. The ball went out of play. The ball went out of play, and it was actually where me son and my daughter were sat because they were watching. Literally, like lads, it couldn't have been worse. They were like three yards right, away from me, like you know, <laughs> sterling example of a father here. And uh, the ball bounced out, and then one of their players went to like try and grab the ball off them, which did annoy me. Now that, I'm not going to lie, that did annoy me. But I didn't react because obviously, like, I could see the whites of my kids' eyes. So I'm like, I'm not going to do something stupid. So I just, as he walked back on the pitch, I stood in front of him and didn't move. And then, like, he did this thing where he, like, tried to, he, like, nearly ran into me a bit and did, like, a pirouette around me and made it look like I'd threw him on the floor. And I swear to you. You threw him. No, I didn't. I wish I did now. I wish I did now. But he like flew and then let out this sound and then started rolling around on the floor. Anyway, like everyone started like laughing at him. And the ref kind of pulled out a card. And I thought he booked me. And I was like, that is the most ridiculous yellow card I've ever seen. me. And then I looked again and I was like, what? I was like, you sent me off. And then our manager was going mad, going, ref, you weren't even looking at what happened. You just seen him rolling around on the floor and assumed that I'd done something. So then sent me off or whatever. I didn't obviously react, just went off. And then he said to me after the game, yeah, sorry about that. You know, I can only give what I see. And then our manager was like, but you didn't see it. He said, well, yeah, I know, but did you see what the lad was doing on the floor? And I was like, so what? He literally admitted that he basically gave it because this guy jumped on the floor. So of of all my red cards over the years, that is genuinely the one where it wasn't actually my fault. So yeah, we're out the cup. Hate football. Yes, my over 35s game, I got a hat trick. 
Did you? <laughs> yeah, lad. <laughs> you need to be pulling out hat tricks with white boots on, to just, be fair. Just a hat trick. <clears throat> well done, Jim. Yeah, thanks. So you love football. I hate yeah. it. I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> That's it. I'm taking my ball home. I'm done. Although I did do my ankle scuffing the second one in with me left. Doesn't matter if they all go in, lad. Sounds like every shot I've ever hit. Uh, Tank, you got a bit of grief, would you believe? Uh, well, not grief. I put I've been out getting t- the grief. Well, you've been getting, yeah, but that's that's justified for you saying yeah. not forest. We've yeah, been and through I, this. I know, but I just feel like I need to explain why I said it. And and I've been getting grief left, right, and centre off everyone. Well, you won't you won't do it again now, Jim. So we're all never, good. never well, again. Where am I getting grief? Well, not grief. I actually, you're a prick. <laughs> he won't mind me calling him out. So we have a, a long time listener who took objection to your lack of credit for Manchester United. So before I raise some of the points that he raised, I put out a tweet last night to see, would the listeners think that you would be prepared to give Manchester United credit on today's podcast off the back of them winning their first trophy in a while? And the response was an overwhelming no. They do not believe that you are prepared to give Manchester United any credit. So what are your thoughts after Man United won the trophy? Any Aston credit Villa for old uh, Ten Hag? Hang on, hang on. Aston Villa at home and they were bottom of the league. Burnley at home who rested the entire 11 because they're fucking romping the championship. Charlton at home. <laughs> Nottingham Forest <laughs> over two legs who were resting players because they need to win games. And Newcastle in the final. Fuck me. Wow. <laughs> Could you get any easier than that? Look, I've said it and I'll say it again. Manchester United are still, still an okay top six side at the minute. At the minute, right? This man's this man's Man United side, if they went toe-to-toe with Liverpool and Man City last season, they would be absolutely annihilated, not even anywhere near it. I'll give Ten Hag credit, and I've said this many times on the podcast, what he's done, he's come in and he's rejuvenated the club. They're all pulling in the same direction, and that's exactly what you want as a manager. He's done superb in that. They have. They've got the most informed footballer in world football who somehow, like... I've never seen anything like it where he's kicked the ball into the floor, it hit his shin again, it hit a defender, and then it bobbled up in the air. And, like, let's just put bring things into perspective. Manchester United are getting such a run of luck at the minute. It's off the charts. How that goal wasn't given disallowed as well, by the way. I mean, it's like the VAR people are like, let's alter the line for Man U. It was the same against the goal against Leicester. They're offside. That's offside. And then all of a sudden, you're like, How's he onside? But that regarding, they're having a really, really good run of luck at the minute. They're having a really, really good run of games. They've got the most informed centre fo- forward or left left forward or right forward in world football. He was dragging them to results. Lads, it was backs to the wall for 90 minutes for Man United last <laughs> yesterday. Newcastle dominated the possession. You know, and it's a team who can't score goals. Yes, they give Man United credit. But if anyone thinks that Man United are back to dominating world football, you're fucking round the bend. You're round the bend. They're a million miles from it. Plus, they spent 300 million, by the way. Let's not forget that. They spent 300 million. So I, as the voice of reason, I'll come to you, Jim, or a voice of maybe balance. I, so I try to look at this objectively. 
we said it last week. I think I think Ted Hogg's doing a really good job. To Maybe. be fair, um, I think he. Look, they needed to get the monkey off the back. They got the monkey off the back. They won a trophy. I remember what it was like with Liverpool over those years with those, you know, the bleak years and we were getting nothing. And it doesn't matter how that first trophy comes about. Once you get a bit of silverware, winning becomes a habit. It's a, it's the first building block in the next stage of writing their own kind of history. And look, I hate saying all this because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I, I have to say credit where credit's due. You just, you, you got to, all they could do is win football matches. And what I would say about Manchester United They've become experts in getting results. I don't look at Manchester United, and I think this is what you're getting at, Tank. I don't look at Man United and go, they're a seriously impressive team. I don't get blown away watching them. I feel like they're efficient. They do get a bit of the rubber to green, but that that happens in football. Liverpool went through a bit of a purple patch where, you know, but goals were going in off people's asses and all sorts. It just happens. You make your own look in football when you've got a bit of momentum. But what I would say is, I think United of or a results football team. They find a way to get results. And I think with the Rashford thing, you could say that about most teams, you know, when they've got a quality informed striker. But I, I have to think you've got to give massive credit to mm. Martinez and Varane, and in particular Casemiro. You know, you talk about the impact that Rashford's had going one way, but Casemiro's been like a one-man midfield after time. And as much as we've spoken about, about Martinez and his height, and I, I did look at him when he come in the league and said, you know, he might struggle a little bit early, you know, with the, with how physical the Premier League has been. But, Jim, there's a number of players there you've got to give huge amounts of credit. And, look, it was a handy enough draw, but Man City have, have perfected the art of the easy draws over the years. Um, Man United must have paid the same people and Al Bung to, to, yeah. to make it their turn. <laughs> Thing is, mate, like you say, you can only beat what's in front of you. Now, fair enough, you're absolutely right. And I saw someone put something on, on Facebook, and I kind of agree with them. Uh, in that Casemiro's transferred Man United in the same way that Eric Cantona did when he came to Man United. He's sort of galvanised that team, got them, you know, world-class player and got them playing how they should be playing. Um, and they've built that team around Casemiro and he's been absolutely superb. But like you say, there's, you know, a lot of things go unnoticed. People like Dallow, who couldn't even get in the team under Mourinho um, and uh, Van Hall. And now he's he's been transformed into one of one of the most informed right backs in the Premier League at the moment. So, so from half time sub yesterday, he might. I, I I switched off half time myself, mate. To be honest with you, I thought Newcastle were really poor. Um, and yeah, I thought. Um, but okay, apart from yesterday, but it, as a whole, the team's been playing pragmatically and getting the results they need. Look. Conte and Mourinho have made careers out of this type of football and they're hailed as world-class managers. Ten Hag is building this team to play how he wants them to play. And no, the first thing he had to do was stop the rot and that's what he's done. You know, regardless if you're playing Burnley, Leicester, you've got to play them teams. You've got to play them teams and they're still third in the league chasing down Arsenal and Man, Man City who, you know, Arsenal have got the rubber the green with um fixtures and and um you know like they didn't have an extra fiction Europa conference or co- whatever Europa competition they're in. So fair play to them and, and you know that's the first trophy in six years, mate. That's that's some going. What would it take, Tank, for you to what what would be a turning point for you to say actually, you know, these are these are a, a proper outfit again? Because I think well, they're not gonna... that's, that's my point, Jamie. They're not a proper outfit. They're, well they are they're, they're in mean... games. Go on, sorry. 
I was going to say, mate, let me let me put you on the spot here, right? So this come in from long-time listener, and actually uh, somebody's opinion I, I would respect when it comes to United. He's a United fan, but he knows the stuff, and he's not one of those, you know, kind of blinkered fans who, who would just argue for the sake of it. He made a couple of points, right? So he said, um, third, third in, the, in the league is a, is a fairly true position. Man United have the most points in the league since the first two games and have beaten City, Arsenal, Spurs and Liverpool. Um, now, they've also then beaten Barcelona. Whatever you make of them is, you know, is, 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 is a separate debate, but you can only beat the teams that are in front of you. You then look at the likes of Shaw, Casemiro, Martinez, Varane and Bruno, who have all been equally as important to Manchester United as um, the, the, the Rashford comparison that we were saying before. And then suppose when you said last week, and this isn't like a hatchet job, I just want to get your yes. opinion on it. <laughs> get him, get him. Uh, but, but you said you said last week you were like, well, you know, Liverpool are going to improve, Man City are going to improve next year. Man United are probably going to improve as well. I think that's the thing. This is this is the building block for Manchester United now, where it's like, okay, we've got a trophy. They've got a bloody good points haul in comparison to what everyone else is doing in the league. And we know with confidence Manchester United will always spend. So if this is the first step on the ladder for them, and that's all that Ten Hag can really do at the moment, it's monkey off the back, it's trophy, it's shown progression, It's they've, they've got leaders' experience. There was a thing there yesterday where... I actually loved it. And again, I hate saying this to the Liverpool fan. See Casemiro bollocking yeah. Fernandez yeah. for not passing yeah. not passing the ball. I, That's I, what I, United I, have missed is yeah. someone like that, which is like, don't rest on your laurels. No nonsense. I like Ten Hag pulling Rashford out the team a few weeks back where he turned up late for the meeting. Doesn't matter if you're the most formed. All of these little micro wins or little, you know, little tweaks, I think has has built Manchester United into a very stable, solid football team without sprinklings of brilliance. I don't think, as we said, they don't play amazingly expansive football. I think they play counter-attacking football. And with Rashford, you're always likely to soak up attacks and be able to, to, to spring away and get a goal. But when you think of all those things that Gareth said in in, uh, in response to, to last week, do you think... Do you think they deserve a little bit more credit, or what would have to happen for you to get that for get that next kind of step on on the ladder? I think that, you know, as I said, keep saying Ten Hag's come in and changed the mindset of the club. He spent a fortune, boys, and his signings. You know, they're not they're not amazing. You've just named all of the players who's turned the club's fortunes around, and a lot of them are already there. Casemiro, listen, Casemiro, that's not that's not like a genius signing. This is someone who's won five fucking Champions Leagues at Real Madrid. He's on half a million pounds a week. Yeah, but, they, but that, that that is in comparison, I suppose, to the the, the narrative of one man team Rashford. If you've got Casemiro, irrespective, it costs a lot of money. He's you know, but ultimately, what they've done is they've cherry picked a winner, plonked him in a problem area, and he's he's nearly he's pretty like he didn't he say in his interview he was like just tell him I'll fix it. That's what he basically said before he joined. Just like just tell him I'll fix it. And he has. He's been an amazing signing. He has been an amazing signing, right? And I'm not, you know, I think he's an unbelievable player. But if you're looking at long term, he's not your answer. If you're looking to build this dynasty, Casemiro's not your answer. You take Rashford out of that United team, he has much, much more of an effect than taking Casemiro out of that United team. Put it this way: if if you had an option, Liverpool are playing them on their Sunday or Saturday, right? If you have an I'm option where you don't want to face one of them. 
Who 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 are you choosing? You don't want to play against Rashford or Casemiro. Yeah, yeah, Rashford Rashford gives me nightmares because he's exactly. brilliant at what Liverpool are weak at and he, he always exposes us down so that, that left channel. That, honestly, I just... I believe that they're, in a, they're taking a massive advantage of a, a big decline in a lot of clubs at the same time in the same season. That's my point more than anything. Yes, he's done a good job. He's, he's, in fact, he's done an outstanding job. He's exactly what United needs. Someone who's going to stabilise it. And, you know, the trophy is, you know, that could push them on. And if they get new owners, which I'm not too sure they will, because there's rumours that the Glaziers now don't really want to sell at the two brothers. They've asked for 1.2 billion more, which is not like small change. Mm. I'm just not convinced, Byron. That, that's the whole top and bottom. I watch United and maybe we're blessed in the time, but we're not blessed because we're not United fans. The old United fans are blessed. I've played against the great United side. These are nowhere near that level. You listen to Roy Keane yesterday saying, look, it, you know, they've, they've played okay. They've won a trophy. You know, they've had a lot of luck this season. A hell of a lot. This is not a turning point for me of Man United to go on to the next level and go on to huge things. If Rashford's form dips, and he will have a dip, he will have a dip. You've got this big dope who plays up front for them who can't score. Is he going to save them? Is he going to score the goals? Martial has never been a goal scorer. They've got the fidget spinner, who's the biggest flop in world football. No one mentions it. You know, there's a lot of questions what need answering first for me to go, Man United are back. And I'm telling you now, Man United aren't back. Jimbo, if you were to say now, Manchester United, if we look at this team, because I think it was it was actually Sir Alex Ferguson, I was watching an interview and he was saying that... Uh, he actually sees Marcus Rashford better from the left, doesn't yeah. like him as a central striker. I agree with him. I, uh, and he said that they need to basically uh, share the burden of goals and they rely too heavily on Marcus Rashford and they need to go and get a striker. With with them being a lot more tight now in terms of... <clears throat> you back Man United not to concede a huge amount of goals. You know They, they can see out games. they got horrible leaders. Um, Martinez will fight you for, for a two-pence piece. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's just that type. Uh, they've got Varane, they've got Casemiro. They they can see out games. They've got experienced players. If you got a proper number nine and dropped them into that Manchester United team, that that could be a real catalyst for them. No, that's got to be number one number one priority as a, as a world class nine or ten. Because I've always either... thought that Kane would go there, and I don't know why. I just think it, I think he's too old now for me. Not that he's old, yeah. but I just think. Now, Do you think he'll think... stay at Spurs now? I don't think he's got. If he's it was pretty want at his age, yeah, they're gonna big money. They're gonna want big wages. There's no issues, but I think there's there's better options out there. For me, I think their number one target will be that a seaman from Napoli. Yeah, uh, big, player. strong. What Lukaku should have been doing when he came to Man United at the time. <clears throat> if Man United don't go and break the bank for him, then then they must have someone else in mind. But to prefer, and again, credit to Ten Hag. He's he's brought Veg Horse in, and he's not going to score your goals. But his he has allowed Rashford to shine, and and he's got Garnacho to to mould into a player. He's got Jaden Sancho's barely featured, but when he's come back, he scored goals and assists. Um, you got Anthony who's getting acclimatised. If he can get him get him going. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying if he can get a tune out of him 
which he obviously thinks he can, then that's another player that can add um, attacking prowess to this team with a number nine slash ten in the middle that you know they'll they should catapult to the next level. I'll be I'll be astounded if they didn't buy one. I would be astounded if I'm a Man United fan. I'm fuming if they don't go. If they opt for Veghorst because he's cheap, I would be absolutely gutted. Did you see Ten Hag's dance moves, Tank? You know when we talk about me being rigid, that was him doing those dance moves was pretty much the level of. Uh, of you of see, Key Roy Keane yeah. should be signed. He's brilliant, isn't he? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'll stay with you, Tank, because I want to talk about Graham Potter. Great. There's rumours now that well, there was there was a lot of noises coming out that he was fully backed by the board. They were giving him time. There's now rumblings that it looks like the next two games could be telling for, for Graham Potter. His time at Chelsea, he has a 27% win percentage. Now, in any walk of life, in any team, doesn't matter of the level, that is shocking, shocking form. When you couple that with the amount of money that they've spent, there's, all, there's, there's automatically going to be vultures circling. Is it unfair what's happened to him? Because there's there's two parts that, of this for me. Yes, the results have been poor, but he's basically just been had th- players thrown at him, and I don't believe for a second that he wanted half of them. I think the man, the, the the owner has just gone. I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. Like a kid in a in a candy store, and he's gone. Now make it work. Go go and chuck them into a team and make it work. It's been a, you know, for a, for a guy, it actually makes me a bit sad for a guy who's deserved his chance at a big club and no disrespect for the, to the teams that he was at prior. For it to happen in the way that it has, it's kind of left a little bit of a bit of taste because the, the football romantic in us was like, fair play to him. He's built his way up. He's got his shot. And it's just gone terribly wrong for him, hasn't it? I think you I think you've hit the nail on the head when you said the amount of plays they have signed. He's not signed them. Yeah. I think I I posted something on our WhatsApp chat when they signed Fernandez, and you could tell. I said to you, when he's not signed, and that's not his signing. Mm-hmm. Because I've been a coach at like with Mickey at Tommy with League Two, and when you've got that many players, which we did have, it's it's so difficult, lads. Honestly, if you've got, I think I read this morning that you've got thirty three outfield players at the minute. It's it's like, and they've got quite a a, a large injury list still. If you've got that many players, it's your training sessions and your coaching ability is really limited. Unless you just say to ideally you want 18 to 22 maximum. So if you've got 33, what you need to do is just say to 12 or 14, fuck off with the kids. Mm. But you can't. What does that do to the mood in the camp if you start doing that? But then it has a knock on effect everywhere because then you know Chelsea's academy's got a fantastic reputation the you know the top top draw but if you're putting 14 international footballers to train with the under 23s but then that just decimates the under 23s and then the 23s have got to drop down to train with the 18s and then the 18s this is the effect it actually has the 18s some of them are going to have to go and play for the under 16s and the the knock on effect can be like it can be fucking shocking so I solely put this down to the owner. I put this down to the owner and just, this is on him. Graham Potter is an outstanding coach. He's an absolutely outstanding coach. And it's a bit similar to when I was shouting for the um, forest manager. I hope to God they stick with him and just give him his chance and give him his time. The season's finished for Chelsea. You know, talk about Liverpool's problems. Chelsea's got fucking major problems with numbers, but... 
lads, they've got some squad as well. They have got some squad, but I, I fear for them. I'm not too sure that the the fans. I mean, he's had death threats and everything on email, which is fucking disgusting. But I fear the worst from. I hope to God he comes through because I do think he's a good guy. Yeah, this is this is the. I think Tang just touched on it there, Jim. My next point, which was going to be, you know, I'd love to see him given time, but I once the fans turn, you've seen this with so many clubs. Seen it most recently with with with, uh, with with Everton. There was one that comes to mind with Rafa Benitez, for example. They never quite took to him, and I kind of feel like it's something similar in some some degree. And that maybe he wasn't of the stature that the Chelsea fans felt that he should should have been. Um, and I just think it's going to be very very difficult for him to. I feel it just feels like he's on borrowed time, unfortunately, doesn't it? I was expecting him to go after that. Um... After that result at the weekend, to be honest with you, I thought he, you're a Chelsea I, I, fan, aren't you, Jim? Massive Chelsea fan, yeah. Uh, so I was expecting not to be there, um, but I'm not. I'm not quite sure if Bowley. We, well, we don't know Bowley yet. I saw a funny video where Graham. It was like a meme where Potter's going. How do you expect me to train 33 players? And then it pans across and is like. Bowley, well, I'm gonna go sign Neymar, sort of stuff. So that that bowl is. You just wouldn't off. put it past him to be fair. This is my point. Like he's just playing, he's playing fantasy football, isn't he? And he's just getting all these players and then expecting it to work. And unfortunately, Graham Potter's going to be the fall guy on 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 these rash decisions. So I hope he lasts it, and I hope he, he's telling his. I think he, I don't think he's enjoying it. I don't think he's enjoying it himself. Um, so I think I think he wouldn't, but you know, if the if the hammer came came down on him, I don't I don't think he'd be too too disappointed if it were up on reflection. But yeah, I hope he gets time and and he can turn it around. But I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because I don't think he knows his best team. You know, this Mudrick came in who looked unbelievable that Arsenal game. Can't even get a start now. <laughs> he looked unbelievable against right. Liverpool, and then <laughs> was it Liverpool the game? Yeah, everyone was, does it. Yeah, well, mate, he's, he gone, did. he's gone Chief Mark Gonzalez. Remember him? Yeah, or Markovic. Yeah, Markovic yeah. is the one for me. Oh, Markovic. Yeah, um, I can see him. I don't know why. I just feel like the Spurs job was tailor made for Potter. You know what I mean? It, 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 Daniel Levy is is notorious for not spending huge amounts of of dough. He would have been given the time. He would have been able to develop the players. It just and you never know. Look, with Conte being a bit mad, you you, you wouldn't put it past him being out of Spurs in a year or two. You might see Potter there. But um, before we got because we've got to do predictions. I want Jimmy. I want you to tell us how we did in our predictions, Jim. We've also got some listener questions. But before we go to those, Tank, it was a bit of a. Bit of a humbler for, for Forrest at West Ham. I don't I don't think anyone really saw that result coming, no? No, it was a strange one, wasn't it? It was just kind of like a bit of a worry for me. It was, it was kind of like the uh, early season where when Forrest conceded one, two, three and four followed quite quickly. And you know, I was like, ah, uh, you know, it, it was a little bit of a worry. Um, and the problem is you've got the other teams down below. You've, you've picked up a few little points and that. Uh, I still think the bottom three now is the bottom three that go down. I genuinely think that's the bottom three. Um, but you'd like to see... That, that, I just didn't like the way Forrest folded and rolled over and got, you know, 4-0. You, you can't do that. You can't be in a game, I think it was about 50, 60 minutes and then 0-0 and then it's all of a sudden it's 4-0. It's, it's not a good sign. But look, they've had a great run, Forrest, and they've picked up a lot of points and we'll be, be, be okay. We still finished top 10. 
Jimbo, predictions yeah. before we go to listeners' questions. How did we do? Can I just uh, say, to, no, Jimmy, I'm a bit concerned about this because I said to you, put our things in the group and he, he, he'll have changed stuff. I, I do you think I, he's, I do you think to he's up to no good? I think he's up I'll, to no good, mate. I'll be honest with you, I lost the spreadsheet. <laughs> Fuck off. Are you joking? No, no, I lost the spreadsheet. So I've been scrambling around to do it. So I've, I've what do you mean it. scrambling around to do it? Like listening back you to all the episodes? Just made the results. No, 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 no. Don't forget, they're all, they're all, in, the, they're all in the group, aren't they? All the, all the things. So I've got the scores. I've just input the scores for this week so we're up to date now lads it was just jimbo you had one job lad mate if i can't help it if a computer restarts itself and reloads or whatever it does you know like the automatic updates it's proper killed me off computer said no computer said no but we're in lads so this week we all got um fairly fairly all right this week what was the scores on the doors because you didn't actually give us it Last uh, on Friday, did he tank? He was a bit like, Well, yeah, I think yeah. you're kind of on. Uh... So I was on 10, tank was on 13. No, uh, no, 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 you were. And how I didn't think you were on 10, Jim. Yeah, I was on, I was on 17, he was on 22. You weren't on 17. 17 feels generous, tank. <laughs> The week Listen, before you got Jimmy's, one point. Jimmy, Jimmy's cheating and Tanker cheating. The week before, I never cheating. got one point. The week before, I got Tottenham 2-0. The result. Nah. Yeah. Yes. So the week before... Pressure's mounting on Jimmy. I what got the right not? result. Tottenham beat someone at home 2-0. Yeah. I was on eight. Um, you were on nine. And Homo was on um, 17 before oh, that result, right. right? So I got the right result that took me to nine. You got the correct result that took you to 12. Yeah. And then... You're doing well here, Jim. Come on, keep yeah. going. And then Homo got the... He so got, I was on 10. Yeah. And I got a three points. Yeah, sorry, 13 you went to. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I got the Liverpool result right. That's 14. When? Last week? We all got the Liverpool result right last week. We all said you... they'd beat Newcastle. Oh. No, you put Newcastle 2-1, mate. No, I never. No, he, no, he, he didn't. No, I never. He did. He did. I didn't because I was proud of him. I was proud of him because he was like, he always says that we're going to get beat, but he said we were going to win. Do you so know what I mean, like, Jamie, I can't wear this. Jamie, this is like, <laughs> I'll be honest, mate. It's I'm not. telling you now. It's not. Wait, wait let me get it You off. know what he's like here? He's like Matt Hancock. You know when you put him under a bit of pressure? And oh, he's, lads, he's... if you see that Matt Hancock, he's in more trouble, isn't he? If you seen him last year in COVID when he's got a Newcastle signed shirt, Oh, he was meant to give it away for charity. charity or something. My and then he's wearing it yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> he had it on. That fella is an absolute helmet, isn't he? He's just, every public appearance, it just gets worse for him. Talking of absolute helmets, Jim, how are you getting on there? So, my fault, but in my haste... When you know, Tank... all your credibility has gone here, yeah? It's fine. So, in my haste, in the, in the, in the, um, in the group chat, Tank's put 2-1 to Liverpool, but Newcastle are at home, so I put it as a home result. Like it, so that's why I did it. So yeah, okay. Now revised. I'm on fourteen. Right. I got four points this week. Okay. Tank got three points this week. Oh. Takes him to seventeen. And Jay, you got three points this week, which takes you to twenty. Okay. So what? So we got. So is it the final scores again? Final scores are 14 for Jim, 17 for Tank, 20 for Homo. There's a three-point gap in between each of us. 
Just right. one correct score. But what I will say is we're not good at this, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, yeah. I got a coupon up on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, what was your win again? How much did you win? Only 12 ton. Nice win. <laughs> Only 12 ton. <laughs> and it's funny, we're talking like, oh, you know, put the stakes on and here's me with me fucking, uh, you know, I put me five quid accumulator on. Bertie Big Spuds over there putting on the big dough, spending all that crypto. Uh, listen to questions, boys, to finish, because I know, Jim, you've got to finish, uh, be, be done soon, right? So, first, uh, this was actually asked last week, uh, but it was just after we'd recorded, and it's from uh, Brian Burgess, who wants to know, if you were a manager, or maybe Tank, when you were a manager, were you a suit or tracksuit guy on the sideline? And that's to, to all of us. So I'll start with you, Tank. Did you were, were you tracksuit? Yeah, it was a tracksuit. Yeah. Would you if you if you got back on to, into the into the managerial hot seat? Would you would you go suited and booted? No, I'd be more of a like jeans, smart shoes, and jumper type of manager. Yeah. Oh yeah, you wouldn't go full suit. No, Sunday. Sunday drinks type of vibe. Yeah, so you you know you get a usual you're straight out into the fucking pen and wig in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Good old pen and wig. Uh Jimbo, what about you, lad? I'd say you've got your uh, you pride yourself on being Graham from the holiday, don't you? So you'd go a little like nice jumper tie type yeah. combo. So yeah, I I've, I've got an I've got a fucking thing in my head with him. I think he's like a suit with a jumper and a tie and a pair of white Adidas predators. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, to be fair. Yeah. Or Swazinich. his armband on Swazinich, it. Top <laughs> 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 no, I, yeah, probably. I'd be the same as time, just nice and smart casual. Like I don't mind a, a like a a long sleeve sort of button up, like you know, like a cotton polo, like but all the scousers wear, you know, like a long sleeve. Pe- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be along that. I think suit, suits when you get older and you, you and then, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't wear a track, you know. No, not, I've got not one in of your the polo prem. tops in my wardrobe still, Jim. Yeah, the maroon one. Yeah, maroon one, yeah. Shot that. Doesn't suit me, mate. It makes me look no. like odd job. Like I've got no <laughs> neck, you know what I mean? Just doesn't, doesn't work for me. Um, for for the record, I would go, I'd be tracksuits all the way. Tracksuits in there with the boys. Giving it giving it big Jürgen vibes, standing on the halfway line, staring at Long the coat. I like them long coats. I bought one of them long coats myself. Oh, no. Remember Arsene Wenger had one of them and he looked... Yeah, like but, he looked, yeah but he's, he's old, old, though, isn't he? He's I'm old. Good and, Wenger to, like, you know, I was going to say. He's, he's, he's bald and I'm fucking weird, though, isn't he, Wenger? <laughs> He's got uh, no legs. He just used to float in that. Coach. It was, yeah. It, was, it, it made me it very couldn't. uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> Mark Garrett. Mark Garrett wants to know what points do you expect to win the league this year? Uh, and for context, um, he thinks it'll be around eighty-five, which would mean Man United would pretty much need to win every game from now on if they were to be uh, considered a true title challenger. He believes they are a good side at best and will probably finish in and around the seventy-five points mark. Jimbo, what are you thinking? I don't fucking know, mate. Like, I go into that much detail that whatever, whatever they win wins the league. Whoever's top wins the league, mate. I'd say around what's what's it been? It's been like what was it last year? Because that was a low one, wasn't it? It's been. I know it's been around ninety odds, and yeah, you know, 85, 83 points will, will probably win your league. Um, but I think. I think it, the season's getting worse, if I'm being honest. Arsenal's struggling, City are struggling, Liverpool are awful, United have got this good run of form. I think Legs, it'll be a, legs are looking heavy on a few th- of the ones at the top th- now, aren't they? I think it'll be a low season. I think it'll be one of them, like, you know, that Leicester won it on 70-odd points or whatever it was. It'll be, yeah, I think... 
does my head in that this always happens when Liverpool go shit. Like Liverpool <laughs> for four years, I've had to like basically be unbeaten for four seasons, and we've got one title during yeah. COVID to show for it. It's just it's genuinely heartbreaking. What do you think, Tank? It was mad that uh, just the standards they set. Though was like a draw was fucking the worst oh, result yeah. in world football for Liverpool or City at the time. If you draw, that's it, title over. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be seventy-five to eighty-two points over in the league this season. I don't think it's going to take a great amount I because the teams that. are dropping points a lot. Yeah, that's it. You're seeing it now. Like you, I was watching Newcastle there. Like you're looking at the race for top four. I was still thinking this with Liverpool, Liverpool hat on, like. Newcastle's legs are falling off a little bit. It's very difficult with the size of their squad to, to keep Struggling going time and time now. again. And, and, and the style of play, because they're an intense team, but it catches up with you. Mentally, it takes its toll. It'll be interesting to see the re- reaction after the cup final. I don't think Spurs are good. I, I just watch them and I'm not impressed with them. You never know which team are going to show up. I think United City and Arsenal are comfortably ahead of the rest. Yeah. But to be honest, for top four, it could be bloody, it could be anyone at this stage because none of them look great, to, to be fair. You know what, though, Jamie? I had this with my mate the other day just on Liverpool. And I actually fucking, I slaughtered Klopp over this and I was like, I think any any man or his dogs can see Liverpool are not going to win the Champions League this season. Even before we got Real Madrid, we're, we're not in the form to to win the Champions League. You know, the likes of Napoli, Man City, even the likes of Borussia Dortmund, and you know, just to name a few, are way ahead of where we are at the minute. You're um, going to say you should be prioritising top four? Personally, me, I think that Crystal Palace away, knowing that the other teams were both have dropped a few points, for me, that was the biggest game of Liverpool's season that. And to risk Nunes against, he was already struggling. Because I don't care what anyone says, take Nunes out of this Liverpool side and we are not the same side. We're not the same side. So why risk him against Real Madrid and then lose him? Do you know what I mean for the Crystal Palace game? I feel if he plays against Crystal Palace, Liverpool win that game. I agree. And it's kind of like, we need to, we should be, I'd fucking rest players at Real Madrid the way it's gone. Don't risk them. You've got to go all out for top four. I still don't think we'd get it. But I just think Klopp needs to just, you know, put his big boy pants on and say, that's gone, we're fucked, that's over, it's finished. Even if we even if we won and got back, we'd still get knocked out the next round. Do you know, I see what you mean. I would say going into that Real Madrid, you never know with this competition. We've had an absolutely terrible team in the past, mate, and gone on to win it. And Liverpool do strange things in this tournament that literally defy logic. So I think going into the first leg, I, I think it makes sense to, to go for it. I think now you're looking at it going, we've got to, we've got to take our medicine here. Like, you know what I mean? It, damage limitation exercise. But then at the same time, you don't want to be putting out not a great team and then getting hockeyed again. So it's a, it's a tough one. But I think Liverpool shouldn't be in the position that they're in. I think they've mismanaged the season terribly for lots of different reasons. But the slight glimmer of hope that I do have is they all seem to be as bad as each other at the minute and, and you don't really fancy any of them to put a, a run together. So if they can somehow muster up a, a you know three or four wins back-to-back, it would change the picture. But as you said there, without Nunes, they do look very, very blunt. Not so, yeah, it's mad how football goes full circle. Right, last question, because uh, Jim has to go, right? Johnny wants to know, and I love this question. Um, if you were in the WWE, what would your entrance music be and what would your outfit be? Oh, God. 
WWE. Is that like the way? So wrestling, wild, yeah, like, the uh, wrestling. So you're a wrestler. You know, you have. So you remember, like the Ultimate Warrior back in the day, where he'd I need yeah. leg in and shake the fucking. I used to genuinely believe that my dad was the Ultimate Warrior. I, I used to think he'd go at the weekend and go. <laughs> he'd nip the shop for some petrol, and that's yeah. when he turned into yeah, Ultimate never, Warrior, and never came back again. <laughs> remember no, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah. Was he that? <laughs> that's one? Jimmy. No, no, he's the one with it. With a two <laughs> by four, yeah, yeah, no, the big one, yeah, big, uh, big buzzard, yeah, actually. Two by four. <laughs> uh, class, entrance money, uh, I don't know, fucking hell, that's one. You, I need a bit of time of planning on that. Jesus, um, You've got to be looking at Rocky tunes and that Rocky, you know, Heart no. on Fire is an absolute fucking belter. Like, let's be honest. See, I think my entrance song would be Belinda Carlisle. I think you're alone now because you're going in there to fight on your own. I think the Carlisle was a plot twist I did not see coming. I'd be wanting to go for the pint. They, um, what's that band? You know that song, uh, She Fucking Hates Me. That one, I'd go in with that, like, I'd be a bad guy, so I'd be like all, all bad guyed up, whether like or leathers and all leather chaps. Oh, oh, hello. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on here? All right, here, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that want to tell us. Yeah, I'm, I'm dead bad. Uh, yeah, so that'll be me, lad. So Jimmy's wearing in. leathers, and and uh, <laughs> he wants everyone to hate him. Tank's yeah. going Belinda Carlisle. What's your outfit going to be, Tank? It's got to be a man. Tank. It's got to be... be something related anyway, to a tank. What do you mean? If Tank was in the WWE, he's retired. He was a doink the clown. <laughs> doink the clown. <laughs> that little that little clown. Uh, if you've got it like if your nickname's Tank, you got it. It's got to be like army. something tank related, yeah. army related, or something. Like, what was his name? Uh, there was Sergeant Slaughter. That's you, Tank Sergeant Slaughter, lad. There you go. I've never heard of him. See, I uh, used to watch back in the day with fucking old Hogan and all them. Sergeant Slaughter was with old Hogan. He's old school. I have to Google him, Jimmy. If not, I don't remember. You him. will remember him. You will. You will. I, I used to love the wrestling, like the Ultimate Warrior and all oh, of that. Ultimate Jake Warrior. The snake. Was Jake the Snake. Yeah, Jake the, uh, yeah. Jake the Snake. When, Roberts. Ma- when Macho Man set the snake on, uh, when Jake the Snake set the snake on Macho Man's arm. Oh, mate, that was the one. Do you remember <laughs> you that? Don't get that. But have you the seen it now? Hey. Yeah, Undertaker was a beast. He's still knocking around now as yeah, well, the Undertaker. Is it the same one? Yeah, he's still the same nice fella, day, yeah. Still alive. Yeah. Now he must be about 70. Yeah, yeah it looks well, to be fair. So, but, uh, yeah, no, that was absolutely class back in the day. And I used to get all the, t- the figures, but randomly, like, bite their head. Like, I'd, like, chew them. Anyway, my song would be... See, I can only think of, like, songs that get me up for fussy. Um. But you shouldn't listen to them. You keep getting fucking sent I off. I know. I just need to try something <laughs> else. Well, listen to Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you know what's a great tune? Uh, fucking in the Bushes by Oasis. If you, you, uh, you know that one? It's like, that, the, that's festival on you, bastard. You go to hell. That's just an instrumental, though, isn't it? Yeah. I want people to fucking get on the feet and be ready to go. Like, Or go in the distance, Rocky. Is that the one that's like, down? I'm not going to do any more. Anyway, go in the distance, Rocky. Um, and my outfit would be... Mate, if you're not wearing pants, you're, you're lying to us all. You've got to get the bod out. You've got to get the bod out. You're wearing oil. pants, lad. You are wearing <laughs> <You're> pants. <laughs> baby oil, Jim's in leather. We are having an absolute <laughs> ball here, the lot of us. Uh, right, lads, um, that's, a lot for, that's a lot from us. Um, everyone that's listening... Keep listening, keep being sound, keep sending us your messages, uh, your feedback, 
tell you, mate, I, I have seen that people have left us some more feedback and reviews. So thank you for those that have. If you haven't, can you? Because it helps the podcast. Uh, but more importantly, just keep spreading the word. Uh, we're growing week by week. And actually, do you know what? It's just great to know that people are enjoying it. So keep your feedback coming. Get involved in the, on the social media during the week and have a laugh with us. And then keep these questions coming because... Uh, who doesn't want to talk about WWF, uh, WWE, w- baby oil. WWF, WWF, WWF. Anyway, uh, enjoy your week. Look after yourselves, and we'll be back with you on Friday on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys. Cheers, guys.